0: Welcome to Ready for Mistakes, a contemporary photography podcast where I talk with young and established photographers about their work, theories and philosophies, and more. I'm your host, Jeff Smooty, a graduate from Illinois State University in the Studio Art Photography Program, and I'm also a working photojournalist. This is episode zero of Ready for Mistakes. This is just going to be an introduction episode of the podcast, um, just kind of Going over uh, my plans that I have in store for this podcast, but also giving you some context as to who I am as your host um, and any other ideas that may come up along the way. Uh, So, my idea for this podcast kind of sprung out of an attempt to start recording videos for YouTube where I wanted to do educational style videos talking not only about um, more niche ideas about shooting photographs, but also about workflow and using. The idea of editing for series and books and all that jazz, but as I started to start, as I started to work on those kind of videos, I found that I really wasn't getting a lot out of doing it. Um, I didn't really enjoy it. Um, I didn't enjoy editing the videos. Um, you know, I'm I'm a still photographer person, but I'm also a musician, so I like working with still images and audio. I don't like working with video as much. Uh, so this is essentially a really good way to work with that for me. So um, Ready for Mistakes, Uh, I got the name idea out of um, kind of a study session that I was working with myself on, and I was uh, listening to a few other uh, photography podcasts, and I was thinking about how there's the idea of mistakes um, as a young artist, as a uh, developing artist, and how uh, they are more susceptible to uh, beat themselves up over mistakes than that of older or more established or more seasoned artists Um, and that can be a topic for another day but that's where the where the name of this podcast came from it's about being ready to make mistakes Um, so uh, I'll just go over some different ideas I have for this podcast Um, I don't want this podcast to be just me rambling at a microphone um, and you guys listening to me go off on my own ideas no one that knows me wants to hear that. And no one that doesn't know me wants to hear that. So I'm going to be having guests on here as often as I can. Um, I Ideally, I'll have a guest for every single episode. Um, and they'll all be photographers that I know uh, to start off with because they're the most accessible for me. So I have some friends of mine that are willing to start recording uh, or are willing to come in on a call with me and talk about their work, talk about their methods behind their work um, the flow behind uh, their images and all that, uh, what they've been working on currently, um, if they went to school and what their experience was like, uh, what their plans for their future of their career is, um, how they define their current work is also something that's always interesting to ask a younger artist, because a lot of times they say, I don't really know how to define it. I don't really know what I'm doing. But even you get some more seasoned artists that respond that same way that I don't really know how to define it. Um But there's nothing wrong with that. And I think that talking it out gives people context as to what their work is without putting a proper label on it. Um, So yeah, that's kind of the uh, one of the prime, the primary goal of this podcast is to have uh, photographers and artists that work with cameras come in and talk with me about their work. Um, It'll kind of be like an interview kind of process, but also kind of shooting the shit about photography, you know? Um, I kind of want to keep it more casual. I don't want it to be like a formal uh, like documentary on this artist or anything like that. That's, that's nice and all, but I want it to be casual. Um, so as myself, a young and developing artist, um, I want this podcast to be uh, essentially catering toward that same demographic that I fit into of, a, of young developing artists in this particular medium. And on that topic, I guess this is a good point for me to bring up who I am. So, as I said in the introduction, my name is Jeff Smooty. Um, the spelling is a little strange. Uh, I've gotten all kinds of pronunciations and spellings, so um, it's kind of it's been a it's been a fun life having a strange last name uh, that no one knows how to pronounce. But uh, regardless, uh, I've been a photographer uh, officially. I give myself an official year because it was when I realized I was starting to see photographically. And that was since 2010. I went on a family trip to Boston, Massachusetts, um, had the greatest seafood of my life there. And uh, from there, I was using a, a little point-and-shoot Sanyo camera, a little 7.5 megapixel Sanyo, Sanyo camera from 2007 or something like that. Um, I still have that camera, actually. And I've often toyed with the idea of making a series using just that camera, um, and making really small prints, kind of like American Surfaces from Stephen Shore kind of thing, where they're all uh, pharmacy prints, uh, little 4 by 6s and you know present them as a grid or something like that. But I don't know, I have never really approached it. It's just an idea that's been sitting in my mind for a little while. But since then, I've been uh, fascinated with photography uh, more than any other art form. But it even goes further back than that back when I was maybe six or seven years old. My neighbors across the street when I lived in Wisconsin had a garage sale and they were selling uh, a really cheap probably Olympus or something like that point and shoot uh, 35 millimeter camera. And it was only like they were selling it for a dollar because it was so cheap. Um, and my guess is they probably got an old an old digital camera instead and they didn't need a film camera anymore. Uh, so I bought that guy and my parents still had a bunch of color, cheap color film left over. And I started to just take photos of my, uh, my cousins and my toys and all that. Cause I was such, uh, I was very fascinated with making things from an early age. Um, but that was my first real experience of using a camera and, uh, I just loved the idea of, you know, taking these pictures. I didn't know what they were going to look like. I had no concept of what close-ups were. And a lot of the photographs were really blurry. Um, the flash was just such a harsh look. And it was really kind of funny looking back at some of those photos in, our, in my family's photo albums because, uh, you know, my parents kept them. And it was like my first real introduction to photography. So fast forward about 10, 12 years, whatever the actual number is, um, to high school, I started to take some photography classes in in high school. And I'm really privileged in the fact that I had photography classes available. Um, And by then I had already kind of taught myself a lot of the manual side of photography. I already understood how uh, it took a long time, but I finally understood how aperture worked, um, shutter speed and what ISO was. Um, I understood how the different focal lengths worked. I didn't really know how they physically worked or what distortion was, but I understood that a higher number meant it was a longer lens. Um, And I was using a little uh, Canon SX500IS from 2012-ish. And that was what I was using until I went into these photography classes where I took a film class and then a digital class. Film class, I used my mom's old Minolta x 370 which I still use to this day, and I have a couple more lenses for it now. Um, And that's my primary 35mm film camera. But in the digital class, I was using uh, a Rebel T3i or something like that. It was uh, one of the entry-level Canon cameras that was from that area of time. And that was uh, my first look into formal photography training. And at the time, I wanted to be a graphic design major. I wanted to go into doing design work for a commercial setting and all that jazz. But I found that uh, after going through the program for the first year and a half at ISU, I realized that it's not really my jam. Uh, I enjoy design. Um, It's something that I will always hold in my heart as one of my favorite things. But I just found that it wasn't really for me. And I used a lot of photographs in my designs during my early college years. And I realized that I had more enjoyment out of making those images and working with those images than I did of actually making the designs. Um, So what happened was I changed majors. I uh, talked with my advisor, uh, who is also a photographer, um, about changing into the photography program. And I jumped right into photo two and... Uh, I made sure I was taking a photo class every semester until I graduated, um, which is funny because my uh, one of our uh, my classes uh, photo professors he actually had only taken he either took no formal photo classes before his masters or he only took one formal photo class before his masters, uh, which is kind of funny to think about because. Uh, A a lot of times we look at our professors and think about how much studying they must have done when they were a student, when a lot of times they were either an apprentice before they got a master's or um, they were not even a photo major as an undergrad or something like that. Like there's so many different uh, aspects to being a established photographer that school isn't necessarily the only option. Um, And that's another topic that might come up in the future. You never really know. Um, so that's just kind of like a background of how I got into photography, um, jumping into like where I'm at right now. Um, so like I said in the beginning, I am a working photographer. Uh, wow. I'm a working photojournalist. Um, I work at a newspaper in central Illinois and, uh, that's what I consider to be my work photography. And I approach it in the same way as I do my personal work. I want to make sure that these images that are going to be printed and put online, not only represent the, the newspaper really well, but also represent me as a photographer in the sense that I know what I'm doing. I have the ethics of photojournalism behind me. I have this developing understanding of uh, how news photography should work. Um, and of course, since I'm young, I don't have the same level of skill as my uh, my the senior photographer at the newspaper. Obviously, he's going to be way, way better than I am. Um, and it's only a matter of time until I get even remotely close to how good he is. Um, but that's just because I'm young and still have much to learn. But, uh, outside of work, uh, because I graduated from a fine art photography institution, I started to work primarily in large projects. I was working, um, I worked on a book, uh, an entire book of 60 images for all of 2018, uh, 2018. I actually do have an official start date and an official end date because I have the exact days when the images were made. Um, So that's when the actual physical visuals of the book were made, was from January 21st to, oddly enough, December 21st. Uh, Kind of fun how that worked out. Uh, So it was nice that it worked worked to be an exactly 11 month long project for making the images. But it wound up being about six months more until I finally settled on how the actual layout of the book was going to be, what the actual sequence was going to be, what the supplementary text was going to be. I reached out to one of my best friends to write the foreword of the, of the book, um, and I finalized the statement. Um, and then I also created a vanity publishing company called Sadbird, uh, which is playing off of my musician name, which is Cry Kestrel, which is... Uh, a kestrel is a kind of bird, so, you know, cry, kestrel is a sad bird, you know, it kind of works out. So that's kind of a fun little connection between the different media that I work in. But uh, that book was self-published. Uh, it's available on Blurb. This is kind of a plug, kind of not. Uh, and there's two versions. There's a hardcover and a softcover version. The softcover one will obviously be cost will cost less. Um, but Blurb isn't the most inexpensive uh outlet in the world for books. Uh, It is a little pricey. Um, So I always tell people to use honey or something like that to take off a couple dollars and save yourself a few bucks. Uh, You can take a $60 book down to about $50 uh, or whatever it could be. Um, So uh, along with that book, I also created uh, a much smaller series of 15 images uh, during a couple months of autumn last year. It was, I, I titled the project Moth. Um, and it's 15 images that are what I like to call jokingly uh, budget Gregory Crudson or budget Jeff Wall. Because um, my tripod was, you know, the tripod was a very important aspect to this series because a lot of the images were taken at night or at twilight. Um, I was using an 80D, uh, which is a Canon uh, APS C semi professional camera. Um, really fantastic camera. If anyone's looking at Canon and can't afford uh, or cannot afford a bigger full-frame camera or whatever, I al- almost always suggest them to get the 80D because it's lower price, but it's also uh, it also allows you to work with really high-quality images, um, and it isn't very hard to learn how to use. But that's a that's a gear topic. I don't want to talk too much about that. Um, But that project was a lot of uh, trial and error, a lot of drafting. It was actually the most planned series I had ever had. Uh, And it wouldn't have been possible without my classmates and especially uh, one of my best friends, Isabella Batko, who uh, helped me out with uh, maybe a third of the images when she was there with me. And in one of the images, she is the model for them. And that was uh, my first attempt at using a person that that wasn't me in an image. It was also the first image made for the series. Um, and uh, the, the photographs were printed large at 20 by 25 uh, on matte paper, and they were exhibited in Ottawa. Uh, and it was my first solo exhibition. Um, that series uh, means more to me than probably Arbor Neighbor does, which is ironic because Arbor Neighbor is a much more personal concept. Whereas Moth is more open-ended in its concept. And you can read about the the different the different statements for the two projects on my website. And you can see how the difference between them is. It's really kind of interesting. At least to me it is. And I'm the one who made it. So of course I'm biased. Yeah, so um, that's stuff that I made in 2018. And from then I started to develop a little bit more. Um, but I've noticed I've consistently worked within a certain subject. Um, I, If I were to put a label on my work... Um, I, I really would just call myself an American photographer and that's the most umbrella thing I can call myself because it doesn't pigeonhole myself into just one particular style and that that is the only style I can work in. Otherwise it's not me. Rather, this allows me to work within, uh, a large enough spectrum that is important to me that I connect deeply with, um. But uh, if I were to narrow it further down, I would call myself an American Midwestern photographer. Um, And there's a lot of different aspects that go into that. So some of my work has been made in my suburban area or uh, where I used to live. Some of it is made where I currently live. Some of it is made in... um, in the college area. And I was always someone that didn't like to show the college. I I like the idea of location-free photography. Um, And I want it rather to uh, make people think of a certain area. Like I have some photographs that were shot in my neighborhood that people thought were shot in Chicago. But it looks nothing like Chicago to me because it looks like my neighborhood. And that brings into conversation a lot of other aspects of photography and art as a whole about the the uninitiated viewer uh, is completely ignorant to certain things that the maker of the art is completely knowledgeable of. Um, and that's a, that was a concept that was drilled into me and my classmates by our professor Bill O'Donnell, um, who I wish could come on this podcast, but there's no way he's going to say yes. It's okay. We still love him. He's still one of the greatest professors I've ever had. And if he's listening, thank you for everything you've done for us. Um, but otherwise, there's so much going on with what I'm doing that I'm completely un- unaware of. So in a sense, a lot of what I've been doing recently in my work has been uh just kind of shooting casually. Um, I have gone on a couple road trips and I went on a train up to Chicago recently, and I was shooting on the road, or in that case, I was shooting on the rails. And I put up some of those photos on my uh behance and on Instagram and on Twitter. Um, And they're much different when it comes to how I made them than some of the work I made before the summer, which was very slow, tripod-oriented. It was much different than how I typically work. But along with that, there's so much going on with the number of images I have that I am planning on getting those all printed out as little 4 by 6s and I'm going to have this stack of around 600, 700 images that I made from the end of last year to right now Um, and I'm going to start doing a seasonal um, printing expedition where I'm going to take all the images that I made during, uh, in this case, uh, the summer and before because this is the first round Um, and I'm going to print them all out and I'm going to have them organized. I'm going to organize them based on different subject matter Um, and then the next season being autumn, I'm going to uh, print off every single image that I shot between September 21st and November 21st, you know, give or take, of course. Um, and then that will be my next batch. And then those will be organized in with the past images. And I'll just gradually be developing this archive of little four by sixes or four by fours or whatever size is most applicable to the images. Um, and that's going to be my way of kind of understanding what I'm doing. Because I'm a developing artist myself, I still don't really know a lot of what I'm doing, but I have started to notice that there are certain subjects, certain ideas that have come up a lot in my work. So my goal, not only through this podcast, uh, but also just through working in general is to kind of see where I fit in, uh, but also understand myself better because a lot of being an artist is not only expressing yourself, but trying to understand yourself. Uh, and that's something that is, you know, at least it's interesting to me. Um, and I hope it's interesting to you guys as well. Uh, but regardless, uh, that's kind of a really long winded way to go over who I am as your host. And I think that's important to kind of describe who I am. Um, so to the logistics of the podcast, if you've made it this far, I hope you have, if you have, hello, um, this podcast I hope is going to be about ideally it will be bi-weekly um I'm going to be reaching out to um my photographer friends uh so since they're most accessible to me um to get in a call and record however long 45 minutes an hour whatever it ends up being of this podcast talking with them about their work and all that and I'm going to hopefully do that on a bi-weekly basis um because that is consistent enough where it can develop enough listeners, but also it's it works well in my schedule. Uh, being a working photojournalist, I do quite a lot during the week, um, and I don't have as much free time, but I still have weekends. So dedicating an hour every two weekends to, uh, to w- record a podcast is completely doable in my schedule. Um, so if anything, hope you guys will stick around to, s- to hear the next episode, which I don't know, I don't know who's going to be first, but we'll find out when the time comes, um, which will hopefully be in two weeks here. Um, anyway, uh, thank you so much for listening and you can check out my work, uh, at Jeff smoothie, which is just my name on Twitter and Instagram. I don't really use Facebook anymore. Um, but the spelling is of course in the, in the description of this podcast, but also in the title of the podcast. Um, and you can also view my website at jeffsmoody.com, which is of course the same spelling. Um, and yeah, if anything, I hope you guys stick around, follow the podcast, do whatever you do and look forward to the next episode. See you later guys.